0: Welcome to the Eyebuyer experiment. Today, we're going to talk about how big tech is coming for your commission.
1: Yeah, Ooh. That's, bold. that's, it, a, that's a that's a bold headline.
0: It sounds scary. It <laughs> is a bold headline, and it was an article featured in Inman yesterday, <laughs> written by Mike Delprete. Delprete, Delprete. I don't. Delpre Delprete.
1: Delprete. I've heard yeah. it so many different ways.
0: Okay, I will never forget. He's, I got. He's tell a pretty the story. fellow. Got to tell the story real quick about the time I talked to Mike Delprete. And he was, he was pre- eating a peach. We were on the phone, gosh. and he's eating a peach, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> do you guys remember that? Yeah, do, of
1: course, I that. do. Vividly, <laughs> he's like we like, were. Sorry, in... I'm eating a peach. I'm like, it.
0: dude, this guy, like, he's got some confidence, man. He is straight up eating a peach. We're <laughs> like having a conversation, and he tells me, "Oh, sorry, I'm eating a peach."
1: Like an <laughs> intro call, too. You know, I mean, is so I, he- I mean, I don't think he wanted to talk to us at the time because that was back right. in you know, off Ravana days, which you know what's that that's a taboo word
2: all, Ravana? can't say
3: yeah. that
0: word but he did and i just don't think it's a good idea to eat peaches and talk on the phone yeah
3: kind of, it's kind of juicy isn't
0: it about business too maybe yeah. maybe if you're in another industry it could be interesting <laughs>
2: <laughs> based on based on results he didn't yeah he didn't care hey well, well i'm not really afraid
1: to, <laughs> to 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 speak it boldly the guy is a very intelligent guy i love yeah, his he's research tired. he's um, he super has, bold, but I would delivery, also say, too. I like his delivery. Okay. Yep. But I would also say he knows that he's smart <laughs> and he's yeah. one of those guys that kind of walks that, that way. I, which that's he always awesome. been my experience awesome.
0: of him. Well, he's a collegiate, so he also has access to uh. data and students. <laughs> and anyway, uh, what I, what I do think is really cool about him, about Mike, is he is a leading researcher on iBuyers. He actually coined the category, for all of the buy before you sell or yep, buying cash, and he coined it as power buyers, and we all kind of just like <clears throat> followed, it and we all just adopted that. So the industry now has power buyers, and they were named by him. So he's he's an authority in the space.
1: No question, for sure. No question.
0: So what does he say, Jay?
1: Um, I didn't read the article. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Just the headline. <laughs> we're we're prepared.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> Basically, he's breaking down how big tech really is coming for the agents commission. I mean, we've been saying this for years. Uh, the yearly commission industry in residential real estate is massive. Anyone know the number offhand? I think it's uh
1: What, the yearly commission?
0: Eight billion billion. Yeah, dollars.
2: almost 80 billion. Is? Yeah. Can we tap into that a little bit?
0: are <laughs> we, we are my friend yes and uh, so is everybody listening here today and i think the the interesting thing is though is he he actually shows how open door in atlanta has really squeezed buyer agent commissions. So mm. when they put their house, and, and keep in <coughs> mind, like Atlanta is one of the most heavy iBuyer markets right now and so there are a ton of listings by Open Door that are on the market and what they're doing is they're only offering in some circumstances as little as like a percent in a buyer broker commission.
1: You know, wow. it, it is crazy. Well, and I think, you know, when you start looking at like the agent population saturation, you know, transaction account, how homogenous the properties are, there's a reason, a lot of reasons why they, they go to certain markets that they do. One of the markets though, that I constantly personally look at is California, right? They have over 200,000 real estate agents, right? It continually grows. And I get it that the prices are high, but if you have a co-broke there, right, uh, uh, a cooperating commission of more than a percent—that's a good payday there. It really is to the buyer to the buyer's representatives. It is all the time that we're seeing commissions offered at less than a percent there. So it's just—it's it, my, 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 the reason why I'm bringing that up is—is is that concept being proven by such a large body of agents that it's not about percentage; it's just about you know that. I don't know. Like I said, it's just just kind of throwing yeah. well, when something sell, around there. When
3: houses sell in three days, and I mean. Three percent of uh, what three million dollars? Yeah, 90 for ninety grand, you're like, yeah, yeah, I made ninety grand and to throw up some pictures
1: and <laughs> a starter house is seven fifty in in LA right. County now. You know, so
3: at like three, yeah, I'd say one percent. It's probably pretty. I
0: mean. Ooh, oh, them. you're I, getting into I mean, some interesting territory. I know. I know, I know. So it's like, you know, when you pay a commission, you're not just paying for the sale of that house, right? you're paying for all of the expertise that Correct. that realtor the has pricing. accumulated over years Absolutely. and years and, you know, trainings and negotiations and all of the insights that they have into the space. And But that's some gonna, sellers
3: aren't, but some sellers are paying a brand new
1: agent. Well, that's a problem. That's problematic. But so, you know, the part that really makes me think about this is, is the report that we go off of a lot that I just was actually reading through it just yesterday for some things I'm working on. Um, The thousand watt report, right? Where they, they did a survey of over 600 homeowners, um, you know, diligently, you know, split between men and women. And what they found was, is less than 50% of all homeowners in today's modern selling age per this survey, put selling as their number one right? It was, it was certainty and convenience was a very, very close, uh, I I'm not, I think it was actually 53% versus 47% is what I think, the, if memory serves me, what the numbers were. 47%, it, you know, all of them value cash, right? But their number one thing that they were looking for, 53% of them was actually certainty and convenience, which is why they were open to a lot of the iBuyer mm. concepts. So my whole point is with, with a lot of this is, is if that's that big of a number with that big of a survey, right? I mean, that's, that, that's enough of a survey that it's going to be the pulse of probably uh, most metropolitans. My point is, If we're sitting here always talking about commission and always talking about cost, that's one of the things that it actually outlines in that report is if you truly wanna compete, there's a lot of other ways to provide value and it's not just slash your commission.
0: Which brings me to the menu of options that every realtor must have because there are many different ways now to help a seller and buyer accomplish Mm -hmm. their home selling and home buying goals. And so if you're a realtor, you need to be able to showcase all of these options and offers and we believe you need to showcase them all in one digital space via an offer dashboard provided by zudelio but you could do it in a spreadsheet or you could go out and you could research all of these companies independently and figure out what the ins and outs are of each and value propositions and the benefits and the features and you could do all of that time and, and put all of that energy into doing that or you could partner with a company like ours where we front loaded all of that work for you and we've really figured out uh what you know what the ins and outs are of all of these different offers and options.
3: Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. <coughs> there's a is. lot there's a lot of them now. I mean it seems <coughs> like there's one popping up every day. Yep.
1: Well, I mean these are these
3: are just financial instruments, right? Yep. I, mean, yep. I, love I mean, it. before That's it was a good a, one, before Jay. all we had was a mortgage. Yep. Now we have all these other financial um, instruments just, to use and you know, you have to learn them, you got to figure them out Mm -hmm. and 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 be able to to teach your consumers, uh, the consumers what they are and how they
1: work. Well, back to Kayla's point, right? That like if if we take a blend of what you guys both just said, it's our response. It's our fiduciary responsibility to show to share with our clientele these different services, right? Where if we do a true needs and wants assessment as a practitioner in the space, Maybe money isn't the number one guiding factor in this selling their home or, you know, sell or or buying a house, you know, to to rest the case, I think on um, the price factor is, is how many people right now, without a doubt, a thousand percent know that they are overpaying for a house and they're doing it anyway.
0: Well, I kind of disagree, because who says they're overpaying? They're just paying with the market's bearing. So is that overpaying just because it's more expensive yeah. than a year ago? Is that does that
1: mean? They're no, overpaying? no, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> the, the person that knows that the property isn't going to appraise. They're up against 20 other offers. <clears throat> it's their dream home, and they are without a doubt selling out and paying $200,000, $300,000 over the, the market value. It's happening. on. I'm not saying it's happening everywhere, but that is happening on occasion. And so my point is, is the psyche between but, but, uh, with the consumer around those things where there's no just, I'm not saying, and, and, and I get it, value is all, always up to, to up to the beholder. So I'll, I'll, gi- I'll give you that case. But my point is, is there's no supporting data to justify the price that they're paying for that home. And it is happening.
0: No, yeah, I, I get that. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that realtors right now You know, like I watch a lot of Instagram Reels at the moment because I'm creating Reels, I'm trying to grow my Instagram, trying to reach more Realtors. Obviously, I want to empower every Realtor with Zoodelio. And so I'm really trying to, uh, you know, hack that system and figure out what's working. And so I've been watching a lot of Reels lately, and I see a lot of agents that are out there making Reels about how they can serve buyers, how they can serve sellers. And one of the (coughs) interesting things, like we have the Turn Your Buyer Into Cash program at Zoodelio, and it's just phenomenal. I mean, We don't do, uh, you know, right now, I'm not actually out there practicing. Jason does a few deals here and there. He actually just used the program uh, a couple weeks ago and it was phenomenal. There's no way he would have got the buyer into the house if he hadn't turned him into cash. And so I'm listening to all these agents that are out there making these reels and they're talking about how they can help buyers be competitive in this market. And they're talking about how, oh, I'll help you. I'll write you a love letter. I'll call the listing agent and all of these things that I'm like, oh my God, like everybody (laughs) is doing this. Like these are not secrets, these are not hacks. These are not gonna elevate your buyer's positioning in the marketplace. What will is if you can turn them into cash. What will is if you can go in and compete with the power of someone else's money and actually lock up that home for them. And so I really believe that we need to be sharing this with everybody we know. I mean, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, I think a lot of people have allegiance to their old, like their old lender, right? Or their existing lender, right? And I get it, like we love our lenders. But it's not a matter of your lender not getting their loan. It's a matter of your buyer not getting the house.
3: Yeah. Do you want to go out and lose 15 houses before you win one? Or do you want to just win the first one?
1: Well, and it is fiduciary again, right? I know I said that like five times today, but I mean, at the end of the day, we all look at, there's a lot of, there's, a, a, I mean, tens of thousands of homeowners sell to these instant uh, buy, you know, the the I buyers of the world they all know a, a real estate agent, right? So in that circumstance, they sold off that service, a, re, a relationship to go get an instant solution, 95% of them. It's the exact same circumstance where this, we have a duty as agents to be able to provide them the same type of financial technology, a FinTech uh, technology <clears throat> instrument, like Jason was saying before. And if we don't do that, they're going to find it on their own, right? Like these companies are spending tens yeah. of millions of dollars to make sure that they are getting discovered. Yep. So you're going to get fired as an agent if you're not providing these types of solutions, right? And, like and that's, I, that's, that's that's the truth. That's because that's the, the consumer point. is
3: going to see it. They're going to see another agent talk about it and they're like, yep. well, I want, I want that.
0: And that's what Mike <clears throat> was talking about in this yep. article about how big tech is coming for your commission. They're actually not coming for your commission. They're coming out into the marketplace with these cool new products and offerings that make buying a home and selling a home easier. And consumers are saying, we want easy.
3: Yep. yep. We, we used, used to only have a mortgage.
1: Right? I, I love we, it. Now we have
3: all these other di- <coughs> different financial instruments. You call them
1: services. I call them financial instruments. I like that, though. I, li- I, li- I like that. I definitely like that delivery of how you put it. It's good. <laughs> so I have a, qu- uh, you know, kind of throwing in something here that. Um, what's all what's this? Right. saver? Again? I know. So <laughs> I have a question for us because <laughs> I actually looked into this a fair amount because it struck a nerve. Um, do you guys remember last uh, week when we were on with um, Sean? And he said that um, inflated fuel prices has pretty much triggered a recession, uh, you know. Throughout history. Throughout history, thank you. And I, I, it wasn't hard to find and it pretty much seemed to be true, right? And I mean, we're not experiencing bloated fuel prices, right? I mean, it's literally, I mean, in some places in the country, it went up like a dollar
3: per, per five, gallon five 20, overnight. 520 a gallon. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's insane. I wouldn't even fill up my tank. So Tyler's car, right? The other day,
3: up. my my credit card would only go up to 125 bucks. Yeah, yeah they oh only gosh, allowed it. i so like, I'm like, nah. I'm like had to crazy. like restart it. I didn't. I mean, it was almost there. You're like, ah. It oh.
0: It's a big tank.
3: I've never had that. It happen. is a big That's tank. That's pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's thirsty.
1: Well, <laughs> putting putting it in perspective, and I mean, I'll just throw this one out there because I was I had to get gas in uh, Tyler's car the other day, and it's you know a, a Ford uh, Escape. Uh, I guess it is a six cylinder, but not a huge tank, and it was like. $85. Wow. To fill it up. I was like, what? Like, that's like, like that used to be like a big vehicle fill up. So anyways, without going off on the tangent and, you know, joining the whole gas bashing, right. I, that's not what we're designed here to do. My, my thought is though, if that's the case, right? Like, and especially with, um, there being a lot of, there has been some more discussions around, um, I don't want to say the, the moratoriums being lifted because that, that has, but I mean, when is some of the, and I know we've had these conversations, Kayla, you and I around foreclosure versus um, delinquencies. Because I, for one, I'll just come out and say, it, I do not think foreclosure tsunami is going to happen, period. There's oh, too much equity. But I, what I do think is going to happen is the delinquencies are going to elevate substantially. I think that we could see a 3% increase in that, right? Which I mean, you know, based on the data that I looked at and uh, in, in researching around it, it actually fell dramatically because of all of, um, you know, the forbearances, you know, a lot of that, right, the, the filings around it. So we're actually underneath, like, I believe, like, a, the normal lows right now. But my thought is, is, you know, when a lot of this comes back around, is it going to be an opportunity for, yeah. for inventory?
3: Yeah. It's going hmm. to be an opportunity for, for the agents that you're using, Z- Zudelio, yep. to go get cash offers. Because, you know, what I know with, with people that are delinquent – is they wait till the last minute. Yep. Right. And then once, what happens when they last wait, wait till the last minute? They have to have, they have to have something quick. They have to yep. Have something fast. And that's yep. a cash offer. Yep. And well, guess, what, guess who's going to come in and save the day? Yep. It's Those funny that you guys subscribers. are subscribers.
2: Yeah. Bringing that up. Cause ironically enough, I would, I think in the last week, I've seen three offer requests come in and, uh, you know, you go in and, and there's a foreclosure. Mm. Yeah, and the, mm. the, the and I one was
3: like, huh, The one we bought in um, in uh, Georgia. Yep. It, it, yep. It, it was a foreclosure. Yep. A- and and yeah, when we, the agent responds, it's exactly what we're I know we were we've been about. having they said, more. Hey,
1: they want a quick close. Yep, I know we've been having more. So uh, I'll give us a, a shameless plug here in this just because I think it fits so well for solving it based on what you were saying, Jason, is a lot of these people are making decisions so slow because... The, it's, a, it's a dark room. They're scared. They don't know what to do, right? They feel like they're out of options, et cetera, in most true financial situations. Well, we provide um, a cash offer solution to them, right? Which is called the sell and stay, which is an opportunity to, for them to cash out of their house, get the, you know, mm. the huge amount of equity. It's not credit-based, which is the beauty of it. And they could literally lease their house back on a month-to-month basis mm-hmm. while they find their other place. Wow. So, I mean, I you can yeah. Throw an asterisk I gotta in there. I got to call
2: you out right there. They don't. That program does not work on distressed properties. It won't. They will not purchase a property if it's in distress because they don't want to be seen as um. What's the ver- what's the words that you?
0: Predatory or something?
2: Predatory. Or? No, they they don't they don't they don't want to be seen as like oh I'm gonna save I'm gonna save you know the situation. Hmm. Gotcha. So if it's in a distress situation and they're behind on their payments. <laughs>
1: Well, they they're already the selling, proving the that they will, will not work. I, but the, I, that's but the I, I cash
2: offer. Cash, cash, cash
3: offer plus will work. Yes, 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 yes it yep. will. <laughs> and that's what that's what we did in, in, in Georgia, right? That's. Yep, yep. Where they where they were able to get the 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 upside as well <laughs> on the open market.
2: That's why it's so powerful, yep. right?
3: I mean, think about being
2: in a distressed position, and you still get to play the open market.
0: Right, right. Pretty cool. Yep. You know, in in, in the past, you wouldn't have had that option. No, right yeah it's really cool i mean i think that what we're doing is we're just saying like hey here are some cool things that can really help people in incredible ways and we're really reframing how realtors have approached you know clientele in the past you know i think most realtors always thought oh all the seller cares about is what they're going to get for their home and what they're going to pay me what my commission is and what we're learning is is that is not true The seller really cares about that experience, and I always say, like, if you have someone that wants the Nordstroms, the the Neiman Marcus, the high touch experience, you gotta give it to him. You have to have that solution for them.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. You got my mind turned on that one because I I didn't I really didn't know that on that one. Just let it go. Out of all the things, let it go. (laughs) That's all right. I was like, huh?
2: Gosh dang it.
1: No, it's not a like, gosh dang it. It's actually.
2: He's like, it's he's actually. Really wants to talk. He's like, this is like a, his third time. I, I actually see it
1: as, a, uh, as an speaker opportunity. Phone on the podcast. Yeah, Be
0: like, Doug, we're, we're podcasting. Speaker,
2: bud. Dougie, what's up? Hey, did you ever have a chance to call that guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're podcasting oh, yeah. right now, oh, live, oh, yeah. Doug. Hey, uh, we're you're we, live. We live. We're live. We podcast in. Yes, I, I talked to him yesterday. Why the heck did he leave me a message that he hadn't spoken to anyone? Um well, let me I reached out to him, so maybe I didn't talk to him. I don't know. I'll have to look. <laughs> or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, right. the the the, the the one for 2.5. Um yeah, All right, well in yeah, in let's, yeah, let's, let's m- now. All right, yep. I'll uh I'll reach out to him again. <laughs> all right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for keeping thanks, me Doug. in check. All right, later. All right.
1: Thank you for the little improv there, y'all. All right, so
3: that's, that comes to the next uh, issue here. What's, what's the deal of the day? So this is, I hope the trend keeps going, but <laughs> um,
2: we have two properties in the last, within the last 10 days that the homeowner got an open door offer and the agent is not tied to that deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks being in yes. that situation, yeah, right? So I, I, every agent can re- relate so that, to that. So that agent's trying to figure out how so can now they get the deal. They, they came to us and we have a couple other, you know, buyers, boom, beat them. They beat the open air wow. offer. Yep. That's one, exciting. One, one was five thousand dollars more, and the other one was eight thousand. And now that agent plugged himself in the deal. The homeowner's happy. They're probably going to get better representation, and they're going to get paid. The, yeah. agent and, get the paid. and the agent's going to get paid. So um, it's pretty cool. So a couple deals of the week.
1: Yeah, you nice. know the part I love about that is what we were talking about this morning, Keith, was where, you know, a lot of these companies or the hedge funds that we were partner with, they're buying and holding the property, right? And when they're holding it for seven to 10 years, I'm not saying that you can't miss depending. I mean, obviously you have to do your due diligence on the property, but their room for error is so much greater when you're holding it for, for seven to 10, where, you know, open door, if they miss, like they did a lot, you know, based on the fourth quarter reportings uh, you know, their, their room for error is so much less because they're turning the property. Mm. Right. So that's something I, you know, really makes me think like from a competition standpoint and even for us in the acquisitions capital you know, partner, where you have that long-term person, just because it made my wheels turn. Exactly what, what I was just saying with Keith is where there could be a, a, a really, you know, monumental thing uh, opportunity, you know, from well, a, from a acquisition strategy.
0: What we know is twenty percent of all of the homes that Open Door acquires get farmed out to these buy and yep. Hold yep. In, investors yep. anyway. And so yep. those, you know, whether they can get the deal from Open Door, get the deal from us, they're going to get the deal from us, and they can pay over Open Door. They're probably going get to get it less than if they were to pay from uh, Open Door. Open to
1: Open Door, exactly.
2: Well, yeah, I'd like to feed on that because I, I can't say for pure certainty, but I I think they kind of like beating out yeah. open door oh, when it happens. Because sure like, I'll it I'll, I'll send a message like, hey, they got an open door offer X Y Z. If we can beat it, the sellers will take our deal. Boom! does it happen they're... every time. No, but when it does, they're probably like, yeah, we beat open door. <laughs> well,
3: it <laughs> saves them money. Probably because probably they're going to buy the house from yeah. open door too. Yeah. Yep. If they didn't, if <laughs> they didn't, if point. they didn't buy it directly from, yeah, exactly. Or so, more. Yeah. It's, for uh, more. It's intriguing.
0: It is. It's it's really fun. It's exciting, guys. If you're listening here today and you are not a part of Zoodelio, we would encourage you to go check us out. Uh, Go to Zoodelio.com. There's a demo you can watch. There's a webinar you can watch that really kind of shares our story and and why we all got into this. And we would just love to have you a part of the Zoodelio family. So everybody have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week.
2: peace. Let's do some deals.